Hey, welcome to Real Talk episode 195. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. I have a question. All right. Are you ready? Is this rhetorical, or are you asking me? Or are you asking them? I don't know. Are you ready? Are you ready? Mind freak. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm if you're still here. here. <laughs> if you're still <laughs> here, <a> yeah. Time. <clears throat> if you made it through that intro. <laughs> yeah, man. Chris Angel, huh? Dude, that could be a, Oh, yeah. That could be a whole other topic we talk about. I think he has real powers, man. It, dude, I saw him live, They're not man. good. <laughs> I saw him live, and it's weird. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice guy. Uh, welcome. What's Real Talk? An opportunity. Talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. Somewhere in the description of this podcast, video, whatever you're listening to, <clears throat> or seeing, rumble, um, this show uh there's a link www.theremnant.live slash real dash talk click the link go down to the bottom of the page hit submit a question and you can ask a question about god life the bible your faith a situation that you need advice on that maybe you feel uncomfortable asking someone in real life or you just don't have a believer or a christian or someone that you can even ask that well this is the opportunity to do that and uh, it goes into our database completely anonymously I get asked this all the time. I was just asked this two days ago. Can you see it's me? We cannot see that it's you. Nope. We literally do not know <clears throat> we uh, mean who it. sent those questions. And neither could our tech guy. It's completely anonymous. Anonymous. So you can uh, be safe in knowing that. We got some good questions today. We got some news. We got some views. Views, yeah. <laughs> so that's the gist of it. We're just some young guys up to no good trying to start trouble in your neighborhood. Just kidding. Fresh Prince. Um what we are is just, uh, yeah, we love Jesus, and um, yeah, trying to trying to walk this life out with you. Oh yeah, man, I think that's it. Hey, we explained the yeah, you explained the link, didn't you? I was I put, apparently I missed that entire bit somehow, even though I I was talking about it with you. <laughs> I would say that it <clears throat> surprises me, but it doesn't. Yeah, it didn't surprise me either. Hey, you listening? Are you a fan of this show? <laughs> yeah, maybe, perhaps. Listen, we have what we call the Real Talk fan, Real Ones Fan Club, where you have two tier options, $15 and $30. If you're interested in bonus content that is special for you and you only, I suggest you give us a donation of 15 bucks, and you can be put on that list, and you can come alongside this ministry. And if you like us even more than that, you can pay us $30 a month, and you'll get exclusive merchandise from Real Talk. It's really exciting. It's really fun, and we're doing better. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what? <clears throat> so... If you're like, well, I'm not really a fan, but you want to support the ministry, uh, everything that you donate goes back into the show. It's a nonprofit. You can claim it on your taxes, et cetera, et cetera. And you can know that you are genuine, genuinely, and we may get some testimonials someday, you are genuinely making an impact in the lives of people, giving people encouragement and hope and letting them know they're loved and that, more importantly, God loves them. Um, so, yeah, think of it that way, too. Even if you're not a big fan of us, maybe you're a big fan of that. Maybe you love God. That's what I was going to say. So, I think that's the gist of it, other than we move on. Yes, sir. AJ, how's it going? Any news? People want to know. Mm. Let's see, man. I had a couple notes. We're going to tell them anyway. (laughs) They what? If we don't, we're going to tell them anyway. That's right, man. We're going to, never mind. The differences between who I am now and who I was then. That was my first one. The start of a speech or a book (laughs) or a song. Nice. Plenty of options. I like the difference between anyway. who I am now and who, who I, who I was, was then. Anyway. <laughs> so the reason why I brought this up is I was I was kind of um, 
Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Reflecting. That's yeah. what it is. I was reflecting. And um, I was thinking about like the differences between, because you know, if you guys have heard me talk about this before, I tend to look at a specific time frame in my life where like things felt really good. And that's like 2019. So a lot of the time I'll look back at that time and I'll go, you know what? Like I feel like I was just doing so much better in my faith. Like it felt more real. Like be, and, and it felt like I had fruits that were showing. And I'm not saying I don't have fruits now, but like <clears> it felt just so prominent then. And so um, I was kind of thinking about like, what's the difference between then and now? And one thing I came to mind was weight. I just, I feel like I'm carrying more weight now than I was then. Mm-hmm. And that's naturally, you know, that, that lends itself to mistakes, for one. It does. It lends itself to mistakes. So I'm like, you know what? Like, I made a lot of mistakes, you know, on this journey so far. And like, that's, that's bound to happen. But um, so, you know, I feel the weight of that. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, though, is that, you know, through that weight, though, is I've changed in the sense of, um, like I'm I'm handling things a lot differently than I would have then, and I'm doing things that I don't think that AJ would have been able to do, so that's really cool. Um, so that's one thing um, I've kind of you know thought about as far as life. Now another point to that was finding joy in weight. Like, how can you find joy in weight? And I was you know I'm still pondering that even now because you know I don't, I don't really necessarily have an answer for that, but that's just one thing I'm thinking about. You know. You know, what, what is it, you know, when we're carrying the weight of leadership, when we're carrying the weight of even being men, right? Like what, you know, where can we find joy in that? And, um, and, you know, the immediate answer, I guess, that I can tell myself is like, you know, that the relationship with Christ, you know, that, that is really one of the only things that can carry you through life, whether it's, there's ups and downs, you know, and it's, he's, it's constant, it's steady. And to me, I'm like, okay, that includes weight. Like, that would carry me through weight. But as far as other things, you know, like, I don't know. So that's another thing I was thinking about. Um, there's also a, a little writing I found that's, that was just really interesting. I sent it to you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was just funny. I was, I was listening. It was, this is years ago, probably, tw- you know, 2020, 2019. I, I don't know, somewhere around that time. But I wrote a little piece that I was inspired by, by a secular rap song. (laughs) Um, and just the reason why I bring it up is because I was just so like kind of dumbfounded by how well I wrote it, (laughs) you know, like I'm not saying it's a masterpiece or anything, but like if I were to try to write something now, I don't know if I'd be able to do it the, the way I did with that. And like, that's when I'm like, that's why I had those moments where I look back at that time and go, dang it, dude, I was so much more in touch mm-hmm. with like the Holy Spirit. And, you know, and, and I know I'm still capable of that now, but dang it, like that was like, I could tell that that was breathed in by the Holy Spirit because like, you know, it was just so, it just flowed so well. And like what I said, I was like, man, that's really good stuff. So um, mm-hmm. that was just kind of convicting because I was like, man, I want to get back to my relationship being there because I could tell it was different there. Um Let's see. What else do I have here? Um, reading. Uh, reading the Bible. I'm in Colossians right now. Um, and I read you know, a couple of verses that stood out. It was uh, Colossians uh, 3, 3, and 4. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. Let's see. It was, For you have died, and your life is hidden with the Messiah and God. When the Messiah, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. I thought that was really good, and then I dropped down to um, 8 through 11, which was, uh, but 
But now you must also put away all the following, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and filthy language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self. You're being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your Creator. In Christ there is not Greek and Jew, circumcision, uncircumcision, barbarian, uh, what is that, is that Scython? Scython? Scythian. Slave and free, but Christ is all and in all. Nice. Scythian. So, like, I read that, man, and, and I guess the reason why I kind of put you. them together is because I was thinking about, like, being a new, cre- like, a new creation. I feel like they kind of went together in the sense of, like, where do you find joy and, like, you find it in your relationship with Christ mm. and remembering that you're a new creation, you're not who you used to be, and then striving for what that means, that new, that new like, nature that you have. So, like... It was interesting. It just stuck out to me, and especially, especially like eleven. You know, when it talks about you know Christ is all and in all. It also made me think about um, how, and this is the church with the capital C, but it made me think about like how do we treat each other so poorly? <laughs> because we should know that Christ is in all. Like, That's good. And so it's like, to me, and this is again, it kind of hits me in the face a little bit because I'm like. How how do I let like evil thoughts get to me and make me you know slanted towards people sometimes or even the close friends where I get frustrated or angry, and it's like dude, like if I were to remember that these are fellow kings and queens like of the Most High God, like I would I think my mind would be so different, mm. and and I know that with the church with the capital C would be a lot different too, so just a couple things I know there's a lot I kind of just spewed it out. <laughs> no, it's good, man. Yeah, so so that that's just kind of a general update of my reading and just you know some of my thoughts. It's interesting <clears throat> that you brought up the, the kind of the new nature, and I know it's somewhat similar because one of the things I was going to talk about that I've been pondering, particularly last night, or I suppose early this morning, mm-hmm. our sinful nature is very confusing. Um, and I'm not sure. Sometimes I think maybe I overthink these things, or but I think it's really weird. Okay, so Paul tells us in Romans chapter 7, he makes this comment about, you know, uh, essentially he's like, I long to follow God, do his will, but I find another law at work, right? I desire to follow the law of God, but there's this other thing inside of me, and this thing inside of me doesn't want to do what God wants me to do. So essentially what he's saying is, you know, I do what I don't want to do and don't do what I want to do. And he's kind of describing, and this is the Apostle Paul, so he saw Jesus. And this goes with what you said. I think it's really weird because you saw one half of it, and I've been sort of wrestling the other half, and they're kind of the same. Cool. <clears throat> yeah, it's written on here, so you know it wasn't. <laughs> um, and you can give your thoughts on what you were pondering in relation. But, so the sinful nature that Paul talks about. Uh, and I think it's one of those things that, I wonder if it's one of those sections that people are afraid of, particularly... Um, Christian thought leaders and leaders because of what they think, how they think people will abuse it. Because there probably are people that abuse it and say, okay, well, Paul struggled with sin too, so it must be okay. Yeah. Which that isn't what Paul meant, because at the end of it, he says, what a wretched creature I am. Wretched, what a terrible person I am. And then he says, thanks be um, to God that I'm saved through Christ Jesus, right? That I'm forgiven. And then, of course, the first verse, chapter 8 now, keep in mind, it doesn't switch to new chapters in the original letter. He just, the next section says, there is no condemnation in Christ. So, you know, he's thanking, thanking God for his 
we're being saved, and the, for the fact that there's no condemnation in Christ, right? That we're not mm. condemned because we have those, those thoughts, right? Yeah, dude. I start thinking about, before I get to other people, I'm just setting this up, think. I, I sit and I think about myself. So from the outside, if everyone could see my heart at times, or my mind probably, or see my actions even, right? Things that people know and don't know, right? They would probably say, that dude is not a Christian, right? If they see my worst ones, I'm saying. Mm -hmm. that There's no way he can be. How can he want to do these things, think these things? How does he do these things, think these things, say these things? You get what I mean? Yeah. And I think about that. Like, and, I, and, and, and that's fair. It's fair of them to, to, that if they were to see that, that they would doubt, right? Oh, that makes sense. <clears throat> However, I know, and God knows, even you guys don't know, truly, because there's things I could do that would make you go, you know, maybe, I don't know. I know I do love God. Like, I know that. At the end of the day, when I'm in bed laying, I know I love God in the sense of I want to please Him. I want to be a good man. I want to honor Him. I want people to know the good news. All that. I believe what I say. And yet, there's parts of my life that don't reflect that. Mm. Now, what's some people out there might be like, yeah, duh, Todd. But for me, it's really, I've been wrestling with that. Because where I think a lot of my self-condemnation comes from, and you're kind of, seems like you're actually seeing the other side of it, which is kind of cool. Because you're, you're sort of speaking to me when you say kings and queens, right? Treating them that way. I wrestle with, a lot of my condona condemnation comes from the fact that I know how bad this looks and that people will and would hate me. Maybe it's past things, right, that I've done, which I get. Um, maybe it's present things. I certainly I sin now. <clears throat> so, on the one hand, I sit and I can take comfort in Romans 8.1. There's no condemnation of Christ. I can take comfort in that the Apostle Paul felt this battle at times, you know, yeah, et cetera. But on the other hand, it's such, it's so hard not to doubt even yourself based on the doubt of other people. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Does that yeah. Make, if it doesn't absolutely. make sense. Like, so, it, you know, say that I did something, I was mean, I don't know, whatever, it doesn't matter, right? Everyone's thinking the worst things. It could be, uh, you know, People say sexual sins, lust, pornography, right? That could be, let's say that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, people see, if people were to see your struggles, and this is why we're afraid, um, or your worst moments, maybe you just get mad, maybe you treat someone poorly, whatever. They immediately, in the human nature, Christians would, Christians more than the world would immediately go, probably a false, false person, probably not really saved. Doesn't matter if the rest of your life <clears throat> reflected fruit we're always on the lookout and investigating the areas of a person that are weak or sinful. Yeah, man. We all do it. I do it too, and it's, it's been messing with my head. Mm. Because, <clears throat> now I don't think I condemn people, and I think some of that, and I'm just going to be honest, I talk a lot about my bad. I think one of the things that has come from this is it's easy for me to put myself in the shoes of other people when they mess up. It's oh, easy yeah. for me to go, man, we're all one step away from something, right? And for me to know that that person, that good people do bad things, right? And that the, the measure of a person's faith and heart is not whether they stumble, but what they do when they do stumble, right? And certainly, sin has consequences. Um, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying there shouldn't be consequences. What I, I guess what I'm saying is yeah, it's dude. so odd to me. Two, two parts if I'm confusing you guys, if I try to put it simply. I'm confused by my own sinful nature. Because it truly is. If you read that, that section, Paul almost makes it seem like there is literally these two sides of you warring, and sometimes the side that doesn't want to follow God wins. Yeah. And some, and, but that's not really who you are, and it's very smart of him, very philosophical, because he says, 
if you know it's wrong, if you're able to recognize this other part of you, then clearly you're saved. That's not the real you. Because if that was the real you, the part that does those sinful actions, it wouldn't you, feel bad. Ex- it yep. wouldn't have conviction, right? Yep, exactly. But yep. it's still in there. So not only do I hate my sin, the ones I'm aware of, because we all know there's things we do in our heart, and oh, there's yeah. only need a Savior. Definitely. Um, it's hard because it's... It, 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 I don't know if you've ever had these moments, and maybe you guys out there have, where you literally go, why did I do that? How mm-hmm. did I do that? Because, and so that's the one side. But then it's like, man, we live in so much fear of people knowing in the church, Christian culture. If you're not a Christian watching this, this is probably one of the things that turn you off to Christianity sometimes, is we, we are constantly looking for evidence of that sinful nature. And if we find it, that's who they are. Yeah, dude. You get what I mean? Absolutely. And let's say that's even who they are. Let's say for a second that is who they are. Let's say they weren't saved, but they thought they were, right? Because mm-hmm. the Bible says there could be people like that. Yeah. Why, why is it that we don't want to? And I'm talking about myself, not other people towards me, though it does hurt. I've even trying to catch the areas I do this. Mm. Why is it that it's so hard? Or why do, why, why do we as people and humans tend to want to make someone's worst actions their identity? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, man, it's weird. Does that make sense? Uh, 100%. I'm saying I'm wrestling. This, this is kind of random, but the first thing that popped in my head when you mentioned that was um, the term, like, hanging by a moment. It's not hanging the song by... Yeah, yeah it's not... Good song. Yeah, because I didn't think about... I, I, I did think about Lifehouse a little bit, but... but, <laughs> but Me but, too, man. That's the first thing I got to say. Exactly. But the reason why I thought of hanging by a moment is because, like, when you're talking about how people, they see they'll see someone's worst moment or or not even a worst moment, but they'll see something like sinful. And then it's the reason why I thought of that is because it's like they hang by that moment. Even if, like you said, even if there is fruit after or during or before. Yeah. And they Cause can't, that's possible. Right. And I, th- you've mentioned this before, like a long time ago, but and I still think it remains true is that I think people can't handle grace. Like people can't handle the amount of grace God offers his people. Well, and he wants us to offer because we are uh, we are opening ourselves up to be hurt again and again. Hmm. Because what if they don't change? What if the person really is a quote wolf in sheep's clothing? Then we're opening ourselves up to hurt. Yep. But that's I true. think that's the point. Because Jesus says, I'll be the one at the end of the day to separate and decide who's with me and not. That's right. You man. need to treat everyone, you know, unless you see blatant, right? We we are to go to people and they are to repent. And we have church discipline in the sense of Matthew, right? Matthew 18, where Jesus tells us how to handle that. But we don't, we don't really do that, man. That's a great point. Um, well, always... and, and I don't want to be that person, man. And what I think where I wrestle, too, is I don't want to do that to people. You know, and I, and I could sit here as I'm saying, I was like, well, I don't condemn people. And I, and, I pro, and I don't think I do in that sense. I think that's one area I'm strong in. I talk a lot about my weaknesses, but I think I don't, I know that people can do bad things. That's why I'm so, you know me all the time. I'm like, hey, it's okay to be honest with me. I'm not going to turn my back on you to any Yes. <clears throat> because the worst thing that happens is you make a mistake of any kind and then you're trapped in it. And I get why people are scared because if I come to you, even though the Bible says confess my sins, you confess your sins to each other yeah. and you'll be healed for the pr- uh, prayers of, of a righteous person or powerful indeed, right? That there's something in that confession. Mm. But the reason we don't do it is because the first thing that people do is think of how to make sure it doesn't happen again. And the best way that I think us as humans f- 
have decided to make sure it doesn't happen again is to remove the person from us, get rid of them. Yeah, man. And I don't necessarily think that's biblical. No. Because you think about Paul, and I always think of the guy who's sleeping with his own stepmother, right, in Scripture. Yeah. And Paul says, hey... You've, uh, the, the context is you got to get rid of, this guy's got to be out of the church, but it's not the, because it was one time. It's because this dude has continued to do this. Exactly. He refused. But what happens if that were to happen today? And that's a, that's an ugly situation. We catch someone that is sleeping with his stepmother, right? Whether the dead, what would happen? They're, they are immediately, both parties are probably immediately removed. Removed from what? The church. Yeah. And that's the th- like right away. There's no chance for repentance. There's no chance mm-hmm. to change. It's like it's like people don't want to remind people of who they are because it's like they can't see past. We can't accept that people. If someone does something, I agree with you. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of building off that. And and if this seems strange, guys, I'm I'm processing out loud with you. Yeah. So this Good is stuff. just me talking. Uh, I don't have it all cleaned up, but we. It's like we can't, if you say I have um, the unforgivable sin in my heart, maybe it, maybe for me it is, and this was the case a long time ago for me, someone that cheats on their spouse is the worst. It was funny because I believe they could be forgiven, but I was condemning to that, okay? Yeah. So say that's it, and that that's, or maybe your area. That's your area of like, how could someone do that? When yeah. someone does the thing that you think it's the most vile, you... That person can't be a believer, right? Because that's an area for you that you would never do. Now, what if my big area was someone with tattoos? Now, that's not sinful, so I pick one that's a sin. If I'm going to make apples to apples, let's say mine is a struggle with drunkenness. I can't fathom. Maybe I came from an alcoholic home growing up, and I can't fathom how someone could be a drunk Mm -hmm. and struggle with being an alcoholic, and you're that guy. Hmm. So here I am. You think I'm the worst of these and treat me that way. I treat you like you're the worst of these, right? But what I see in Paul is Paul, Paul was able to recognize that he's the worst of these, right? And I think that's what we do is that we judge people by, it's funny, we judge people by what we're strong in. Do you get what I'm yeah, saying? We, we so that them, way we, 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 can be a, we can be above them, right? So maybe I do a lot of things, but I'm not a drunk. Mm-hmm. And, I set, and that, that's, a, that's a subtle thing we do to set ourselves above other people. And mm. we tell ourselves, as long as I don't do this sin, I don't struggle with this sin, I'm a good Christian. It's evil. But that way, changes man. based on what you have done, right? Because typically if someone, <clears throat> say someone commits adultery, they're probably going to be more forgiving of someone who has done that. Yeah. Or at least understand how someone who's a, who follows Jesus could do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not making light of this stuff, guys. Sin no. has consequences. Absolutely. Or let's use the drunk one. If I'm a if I'm a recovered alcoholic, it's going to be far e- or drug addict. It's going to be far easier for me to understand that you may love Jesus and still fall into that. Mm. But we don't want to judge people based on that, and our level of forgiveness seems to be connected to our own personal strengths and weaknesses. Does that make sense? What I'm saying, hundred percent. No, definitely. Because what it made me think of is like, no wonder we can't love people. Yeah. Because. Because we are so focused on judging them on our own strengths and making, like you said, almost putting ourselves on our own little pedestal to make us feel better about ourselves, mm-hmm. that we're, once again, inward-focused, and we're not outward-focused on loving people because it's like we can't handle them being better than us. Right? Well, yeah, well, we, we can't, we want to be, to me, I think we want to be better than them because then nobody's focused on my sin. Yeah. 
And I, so I think you're you're hundred percent right. I'm just processing, sense. and it's sad, man. Because here's the here's going back to my original point. I hate my sinful nature. I do, and I think there's probably other people out there too. So say I hate my sinful nature and I'm struggling with something. Maybe it's drugs or alcohol, whatever. I don't know. Um, because I'm trying to think of something that's not the same old thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> and people, though we already know the categories that are the worst, right? But people, so I really do. So now imagine that I already hate myself because I mess up. I come to you and I, I, well, two things. One, maybe I don't confess because I hear people around me saying that people that do that are scumbags, false Christians, all this stuff, right? So I don't yeah. say, let's say I do confess it, and now I'm condemned by my church. On top of my own condemnation, I begin to doubt what? Well, you'll begin to doubt even your salvation. Oh, yeah. And then I think of Jesus' words when he says, if any of you cause one of these little ones to stumble, it would be better if I put a rock around your neck and threw you in the ocean than what's going to happen to you. Well, everyone's like, oh, that means children. And he's like, no, the context is those that believe. (sighs) They're little ones to him, right? So it's in that creepy, if that's true, that one of the worst things we can do, according to Jesus, is make one of our brothers or sisters stumble or doubt who they are in him. And that's where I'm re- what I'm wrestling with a lot of times, man. Both my own self hatred at times. Yeah. Not to be negative, right? I'm sure, guys out there, there's things you do that that when you mess up in this area, and maybe you've had, especially maybe something you've had victory in a long time, and you mess up again, you automatically think to yourself, "Well, I, I didn't really change," because that's what you're told. You're yep. told by the world. Well, if you st- not by the world actually, by the church, if you still struggle with something, guess what? You you haven't really changed. You're, you're a liar. Yep. But then I think of the world. Okay, and the world's, the world's very cancel culture, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's infected the church. The church Ooh, is cancel culture. Definitely. But I think the world's better at it. Which is and so Because, sad. I mean, tell you why. There's a weird equation that you can do. Say I'm a drug addict. It gets caught, and I'm, I'm an actor. And it's big news, and I'm a terrible person, or adultery, whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. All of a sudden, I go to a uh, rehab and when I come out, everyone will, will believe you. And they'll slowly start letting you back in movies and all that because, oh, yeah. right? And so let's, let's apply that subtly to the church. They let that person go away for a while, come back, and they will believe them because they went to rehab. And like, okay, well, they deserve forgiveness, really, right? I mean, yeah. there's people that will think that as long as you do something. Mm-hmm. Now, cancel culture, some people, they cancel culture goes far as like, just kill yourself. Well, the church, that doesn't happen. Yeah. The church doesn't happen like, like that. And um, I, I can already hear, I feel like whenever we're talking about these things, I, I'm talking to an audience that's probably not even watching, which is the Pharisaical people. And I think that's the heart of a Pharisee. A heart of a Pharisee is not someone who hates sin. Everyone should hate sin. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I think a Pharisaical nature is when Jesus says, you put weights on people's back, but don't lift a finger to take them off. So, right, so there's condemnation. It's okay to call someone sin. It's okay for me to tell you, hey, man, you need to repent. Yeah. It's not okay that once you repent, that I don't believe you and continue to punish you with weight and shame. When you're, If you're a true believer, you're already going to struggle with that. Absolutely. Let's say you're not a true believer, even. And this is what gets creepy. Maybe you're not. Maybe at the end of the day, the end of time, God's going to separate that person into a goat or a sheep. But at the end of the day, that's not our job. I'm supposed to treat you, if you're within this church, with grace and forgiveness and love. And I just think we've humanized a whole bunch of 
the church, man. And I don't know all the answers to this of, of what it looks like, but I do know that we've taken the supernatural element of the Holy Spirit out. So take your scenario, the scenario I just said. You mess up. Yeah. And instead of, and you repent though. And instead of saying, okay, man, what can I do to help you beat this, right? And trust your, your repentance and trust that your repentance and the, the truth of it, the realness, for lack of a better word, of your, of your repentance will be shown over the test of time, right? Not whether you stumble again, but whether there's a humility and a desire to change, right? That's right. And I yeah. do think that that's shown. So you want to change, and I'm like, all right, man, I'm with you. You know, how, what can I do to help you? And then continue to treat you like you were still the same person. That mm. doesn't happen. Do you understand that? That does not happen. And I, somehow, even me, we have accepted that mm. as bi a biblical response. Well, Todd, what do you mean? Well, it's a, let me tell you what most churches would do. You struggle with that drug addiction. Yep. I, you, maybe you confess it to me. But let's say you don't, because Matthew 18 says if you catch your brother in sin. But let's, cause, and that's the other one. In the church, we're like, well, if they confess it before they're caught, then we can give grace. If not, they didn't mean it. Well, that's not what Matthew 18 says. Dangerous, In fact, man. if people don't believe me, I'll just pull it up right now. Yeah. Oh, I opened right up Matthew. Weird. Dude, nice. Um, because <laughs> nice I, I, want, I want people to hear this, okay? Real, before I finish my little analogy. I'm sorry if I'm talking fast because I think you guys are paying attention so I talk real fast. Boom. I don't want to bore you. <laughs> well, this version just says, if your brother sins against you. Does it say anything if your brother confesses first? Because listen, if your brother sins against you, go tell him his fault between you and him alone. The implication is you didn't catch him, mm. right? I mean, the implication is, is that it doesn't matter whether he confesses, because in this case, if he confesses, you don't even need to do this. No. That's the weird part. You've won your brother already. Well, we wouldn't even go to step one. Yeah. Because in that case, you would have already told me the thing that you have done to fault me, right? Mm -hmm. If he listens to you, you've won your brother, okay? Take one or two witnesses with you, you know, go on and on if he won't listen. <clears throat> It does, but what we typically do is so somehow I find out whether I catch you or what. I say you're forgiven, and then I immediately say, okay, well, it's best you don't come to the church for a while. Probably. Depends on the case. I know people going, that's not true. Eh, it depends. Yeah. And I get it. Sin's ugly. And I know there's, 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 there's situations that are not directly described in the Bible. So I think of a situation with adultery where both parties are in the church. That's a tough situation. Yeah. Right? I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> it depends um, in the response, right? And I guess for me, I wonder sometimes if we take out God's sovereignty in the sense that we, he will, <laughs> the people that really want to change will be shown. Mm. Right? That's really good, man. And I don't think we do that. And I, again, I'm not saying that would be easy to do. And I always bring up adultery because that's the really bad one. But I mean, we act like that's the worst one. But if someone's an, uh, an alcoholic, it's just as bad if they get caught, right? Let's say yeah. they're arrested for, out, for drunken driving. How right, do we respond? Yeah, yeah, man, what do we do? And the reason I say I think leaders, there's such a responsibility we have to set the culture, particularly if... Um, and what did we, what nickname? Mad Max, right? Mad you guys Max. know Mad Max, the, oh, yeah. the intern, uh, his pseudonym. You know, he, he said there's a stat, and I haven't looked it up yet, but I believe him. He's a pretty honest guy. He says one, they've done studies and 1% of Christians read their Bible. So that means that's terrible. <laughs> they should read. But if they're not reading, that means they're, they're looking to their leaders for the source of truth and culture. Well, how do their leaders respond to sin? Hmm. So then, let me tell you, I mean, that, not only does it hurt the person, but... 
Now we've got, let's look at a bigger picture. Now we've got a bunch of people too afraid to confess their sin. So now sin might be rampant in the church in all these different areas, and no one's, they're confessing to God, which God, which is fine. You don't always have to confess to people, but say they wanted to. Yeah. Although, I don't know, maybe you should, because healing, right? But I get why people don't. I, I don't know if this seems rambly to you or if you understand no, what I'm saying. I'm in. So I for, love it. For me, dude, like, there's two things I guess I, w- I would say, and it goes, that's really cool to hear you talk about, because that is how we should treat people. We should treat them until they walk away or continue, you know, and don't repent, like they are sons of the mo- sons and daughters of the Most High King. That's what they are. Yeah. But we don't. We treat them like they are monsters that have to prove that they are sons and daughters of the Most High King. Well, here's the thing. Nobody can. That's why we need a Savior. That's right, So man. whether it's a small sin or a big sin, we're all on this journey. And again, what I've found in, in our experience is a lot of times, say there's a Matthew 18 situation, the people that don't truly want to change, they leave themselves. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? They, they just leave. Yeah, because once they're finally faced with the reality of what's going on, they're mm-hmm. like, okay, I don't want to Versus the ones that are humble, mm-hmm. they, want, they want to change. Yeah, dude. And um, so two parts, though. One is for me, I hate, man, it's so odd, coming back to the original point, that I can do things. And I don't know if you know what I mean when I say this. I think, even you guys out there, how is it that I know I can love, and I do, I love him, but there truly does feel like there's two parts of me, man. Yeah. And sometimes I let that part of me that doesn't want to do what God says run this body. Yep. You get what I mean? And then all of a sudden when the moment passes, whether it's lust, whether it's gluttony, whatever, I don't know, pick, pick a th- sin that we know, right, that we yeah. feel conviction about. When the moment passes, the first thing I think, I don't know about you, is like, man, how, what is wrong with me? Because oh, sometimes even while that, most of the time for me, I don't know if it's the case for you, even in the midst of me doing that sin, say I'm being really mean to someone, I'm just being tearing them apart. I know in my heart, as it's happening, I hear that still small voice saying, stop, mm. stop, repent. And I still let it happen. Yeah, dude. That's you know what I mean? So one, that is so crazy to me and so amazing that Jesus still loves me and saves me and gave me encouragement in his word that like, I, I understand that you're wrestling with that. Man. Because he, he's the one that inspired Paul to put that in there. That's right. I know that you struggle with that. I'm not going to condemn you. I still got you. I'm never going to let you go. Right? I'm going to finish the good work I started in you. But get up, repent, turn away from what you're doing and follow me. And do what I tell you to do, and don't do what I tell you not to do. Don't worry about whether I'm going to let you go, because I'm never going to let you go. So you're free to when you stumble to know that you can get back up, because I'm never going to let you fall. It's good, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and but that's incredible to me, and it makes me love Jesus so much. And I, what makes me sad on the other side of it, the two things I told you is, I'm so sad that we don't reflect that kind of love to each other. Yep. And that we all have to live in, and I don't blame us, we have to live in fear of what will happen if, if what we consider our worst sins are discovered. Hmm. And I understand why we do it, because I understand why people don't want to confess because or share, because they, and I'm not even talking about illegal stuff, that's a whole other thing, right? Yeah. Um, and the law does trump things, but we're talking about things that aren't illegal, but immorally wrong. But even illegal things, someone were to confess and maybe they have to face the punishment of that, we would still should visit them, love them, walk with them. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Dude, and like... And I'm not saying I do that perfectly, but I want to. Absolutely. And it's like, that's why, and you've asked this question so many times over the years, is like, how far is grace, can it go? And it's like, you know, 
it, there can't be a, there can't be a cap on it. Yeah, there can be because, like you know, you've said this so much, you know, because then it 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 invalidates what Jesus did. If there is a cap, like you you know, and so it's like, I don't know, man. I I totally get what you're saying because it's so like, dude, it's such a deep reality that there is that feel like you said that feels like there's two inside two people in there mm-hmm. you know like you know you and for me like to relate to that like you know the times where i say i'm lazy right and like i know that i have a mission and i know that there's a god's given me a very cool opportunity but there's other that other part of me that is just so like lazy and like wants to just mope and not move <laughs> and it's like that you know it's like and you're right and a lot of the time I can let that that part of me win. And, and even though I know I'm going, like you said, there's that other voice that's going, no, man, like we have stuff to do. Like, like we have the mission that we're on, you know? And it's like, man, dude, so I get it. And it's like how, how it makes me think about how much better we'd f- be able to f- defeat that other side of us if we were able to f- know that we weren't going to get, you know, hounded over it by others oh yeah yeah because then that's the problem is people try to handle it by themselves and they can't they have they might have moments of victory by themselves which is a miracle and it's awesome but eventually it's going to catch up to you and like you can't carry it alone that's why the bible tells us to carry each other's burdens you know and it's like we have created that culture that isolates us as Christians, we, and then, you know, like you said, with that fear and it honestly, Surf, yeah. it, to me, it puts a, it puts a cap on like our ability to, to actually overcome because we try to do it ourselves instead of carrying it with others. So I don't know, man. And I hate, yeah. And it makes me very convicted when I am hateful towards people in their small sins, hmm. you know, so say, even if, because sometimes I won't say it's unforgiveness, right? But I still treat people. Like I get, I let my anger make me sin against them in their sin. Mm. And I, you know, it's just nuts, man. So I guess to wrap that up, you know, guys, just because you struggle, and there is a difference between unrepentant sin and, mm. and repentant sin. And there is a difference between, or not a difference, but I mean, lifestyle sins, because people often say, well, why aren't we confessing everything, prideful thoughts and all that? Well, the reason is, and I do want to be clear of that, is like those big ones like drunkenness, that if you get DUI or adultery, they do, they, they can quote slander the name of Christ, right? Because mm. they're, but again, in an unrepentant person. So the real question is, that churches have to start asking themselves is, what's the definition of repentance? And I think we've taken over that process and said repentance is only shown after three years or two years. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I don't know. I'm not saying, I don't know. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily putting my stamp of approval on any one way to handle it, but I do think it's something worth thinking and praying and talking about. Yeah. Is how to respond to those moments. Absolutely, man. Also making sure in my own heart, man, just continue to strengthen the new man. Take off the old man, as the Bible says, which is an action. And that's another crazy thing. Because we do have a choice to what, whether to give in to that sinful side of us or not. It can feel so strong and powerful sometimes, oh, but yeah. it's not. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah. I don't know about you. If I've ever committed, if I'm in the midst of something sinful, right, I will start to, like, I know what I need to do to stop it immediately. 
like say, say I'm a, if I'm a drunk or alcoholic and I'm headed to the bar and that voice is like, you should not go here, right? Or, I, or maybe I'm going to have a drink. Like, you should not go here. You should not go here. But, you know, call, call your friend right now. Tell them that you're, you'll start to justify not, you don't do that because that, that thing's like, well, because you want to do it. You yeah. want to do that thing. So anytime you have that feeling where you're justifying a sinful action, understand who's speaking to you, mm. right? Your sinful nature or the enemy, because they work together sometimes. That's and I don't true, mean it's man. literally a different person, but you know the desires that we have. All yeah, man. Stuff. Hopefully this made sense. That's one of the things, and it's cool that you brought that up. I didn't mean to talk forever, because I do no, think, I, love it. I think it's the other side, and I think that's really good to remember is, it's, what's cool about you sharing that verse is contextually, it's trying to say, hey, we're all this, you know, in Christ, we don't need to worry about what our backgrounds were, because this is who we are. I like that you also, though, connected it to the idea that Christ is in all, because we, that should affect how we treat each other. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Including how I view myself sometimes. <sighs> True. <laughs> so, yeah, man. No, I don't I, know. I don't think you're rambling, dude. Super good. I, I love that conversation. Yeah. You know, I, you uh, used to say something. I don't, I don't remember what it was. I was going to say something they used to say, but I don't remember it. About what? Something they used to quote somebody. If I don't get your... Oh, yo, you're talking about Chris. Yeah. yeah my buddy Chris used to always say <laughs> yeah. something like, if that don't get your fire going, your wood must be wet or something like that. <laughs> I don't remember the same. But essentially, something's wrong if that didn't get you fired up. Man, I remember there that. You go. I wonder Classic. if he ever watches this show. Chris, if you watch this show, can you just post what that actual quote is. There you go. Because I have no clue Need what that Chris. saying is. And I, I, he, I say it all the time because I always think of you saying that. That's what <laughs> it means. And I never, I butcher it every time. <laughs> so that's, that, that's, that's really cool, man. Yeah. yeah. So I appreciate you speaking into yeah. it because it was really good stuff. But is there anything else that you yeah, have, my friend? That's a lot of it. I, the only other thing I would add that yeah. I've been going through or thinking is, and it's funny because a few other people have talked to me about this, that they've been kind of learning their own too. Um, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord, I say. Rejoice always. Scripture says that in Philippians, right? We get this command to rejoice, which implies if it's a command to rejoice, then it's a choice, right? But we don't live like that a lot of times. At least I don't, and I think you can admit you don't either. Because oh, yeah. it doesn't feel like a choice, because like, how can I rejoice? I'm sad. Mm-hmm. One of the things I realized, and it's so ridiculous, and I've shared this with you, it's embarrassing, is I'll make, I've been making that choice more and more lately. Well, two things I've noticed. One... I am in a better mood. I am more joyful, but two and more, almost more humbling and like convicting just happened again this weekend. So I had several people. I did intentionally, literally on the way into church, I was like, smiled. I smiled with no one. I'm like, because I've heard you. Know, and then I was like, I'm going to be a joy bringer. I want to encourage other people to stop focusing on me, which I've preached a hundred times. I come in and do it. You know, your own mind doesn't think there's a big difference. And then by the end of the night, three to five people just trying to encourage you, like, hey, man, it's really cool to see you so encouraging and positive today. That really set the tent. I heard that happening on Sunday. And that is encouraging. But there's that other conviction side of, like, see, Todd, like, that how, off, how rarely am I living out of that, that people have to tell me what I'm doing. And I want to yep. be a guy that that's just who I am. Mm. And I've talked about this before. I don't want to be the guy that when I walk into a room, people are dreading it because I, I'm Eeyore and I bring them down, or I'm angry guy, or I make them walk on eggshells. I want to be a guy that comes in the room and people get excited because the joy that I radiate yes. can help bring them up. That's so good, man. So two things. One, you can choose joy, guys. I'm telling you, you can. <laughs> the stuff I preach from the Bible, I didn't come up with it. I mean, it's there through the Spirit. We can choose to live out of that. If we stop worrying about how we feel, 
Because we think joy sometimes is a feeling. Mm. What if joy is a state of being, an so action? Good. Yes. You get what I'm saying? You be, act joyful. Quit worrying about whether you feel happy. And I think we confuse the two of those, right? Yes. So that's something that I've been working on and that's been convicted about. And like I want to encourage you guys is like try that. If you've been in a bad place, a depressed place, a down place, discouraging place, grumpy mood, you know, I challenge you for the next start with 24 hours. Literally smile. Make yourself smile before you walk in with people and tell yourself, I'm gonna do whatever I can to bring light and joy and kind of quote fun, you know, just a positive attitude to the situation mm. because they deserve that. God will take care of my heart. Why would I spill my sadness on other people? And here's the crazy thing. When we do that, that joy becomes real inside of us. Absolutely. It's it crazy. Does. It's, it's, it's like a supernatural thing. Yeah. It's hard to explain. It is. It's crazy. <laughs> so a lot of talking about me, guys. Thanks for listening. I love <clears> it. <throat> it's good stuff. <clears throat> uh, we do have some questions. Oh, oh yes. Probably should update the fun list. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Still behind. I yeah. think we have to add another one. I'm not going to stop because we – so let you guys know what I have done. I don't know how many did you – because you kind of jumped on the bandwagon late. Yeah, I did. You have played a video game. I have. Okay. You did start the Madden League. Yep. Uh, did you tell people in your life you love them? I have told people I love right. them. I did. That as well. So I've played a video game, told people in my life I love them. I've watched the movie Nobody. Me too. I've restarted our Madden League, and I've started a book that I've been meaning to read that interests me. In this case, it was – and Nancy Boys by Neil Gaiman. Or Gaiman. I don't know how he pronounces his name. And you, what, which one did you start? I started The Way of the Wild Heart by John Eldridge. Awesome. So there's still several that I need to do, and we're going to do them. I'm going to keep adding. Um, I will say, when I do those things, I, I, am, I, I do have a little fun. Oh, or, at least, or at least I'm not as miserable. <laughs> <clears throat> like even reading, when I was reading that book, I was like, man, I forgot how much I enjoy reading. Yeah, dude. It's weird. <sighs> Because, yeah, because the one I was reading is fiction, and I don't read that much anymore. And I used to devour books, so it was really cool. Yeah, dude, it's kind of interesting how like those parts of us get kind of like uh, suppressed in life. It's almost like we f we feel guilty for having fun. Mm -hmm. it makes me sad. Me hey, too, man. If you haven't had fun in a long time, go have fun. All right, so we need two more. One between one and thirty-eight. Fun turn. One and thirty-eight. Let's get it. We're also gonna. We are gonna get these pictures done tonight. That's our plan. That's true. We got it anyway. scheduled. <laughs> Sixteen. Sixteen. <laughs> D and D. Play D and D. Hey. Panic Club already done that. Hey. I just did that yesterday. So. All right. Check. I'm. I'm doing it. Yeah. I think that counts. I did. Oh, right? absolutely. We play. We play D and D a lot. Last night we played. Mm -hmm. All right. We need another one. Nice. That one's done. Nineteen. Write a poem. Hey. I will. There we go. Write a poem. Nice. I mean, we get to share with the pod squad. <sighs> That'll be awkward, but yeah, I will. <laughs> this reminds me of something. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are not very informed on latest technology, but there is a new thing called OpenAI. <sighs> Don't tell people this, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. It's going to destroy our culture. Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely not a good thing, but it reminded <laughs> me of this because... Because there's a thing, I don't remember what it's called. It's like a chat thing. I won't even say the name of it because I don't remember what it's called. But uh, it reminded me because I, I, asked, I asked to write a poem about, and it was just funny. It was like a poem about like, there's a man who had his heart broken by a woman but wants to like hold on to his love still. And dude, like it wrote, it wrote I think it was like a sonnet, but dude, it was, 
is funny. That's what that reminded me of. Anyway, just random thoughts. You're so. just going to go in there and have it write your poem? No. That is not what I'm going <clears> to <throat> do. So we got to write a poem. We'll do that. Mm-hmm. <coughs> cool. Uh, I can't remember. So then do we have to have one done, another one done by Thursday, or do we do it that night? I think so. Well, that technically would mean that we wouldn't have one that day. Right? Even though we're behind. Oh, yeah, I guess I'm, so. Sorry, one more. Here we go. 33. Good number. Nice. Look at my neck. You'll see it. <laughs> Reading nonfiction book for a few hours one night. Hours. Woo. I, you know, but that could be split up. Yeah. All right. You're already on the way. Yeah, that's right, man. I've got my nonfiction book right here. Perfect. I know what I'm going to read, too. There's someone I've been reading. All right. So that's, that's also <laughs> marked. All right. What'd you say? I don't know. A bunch of gibberish. <laughs> uh, Me no talk good. I understand. All right, there we go. Cool, Thank dude. you guys. Yes, we will keep it up. Fun list. We'll put continue the pictures on. up here too once that comes. Oh yeah. Um, trying to see. Ridiculous. <clears throat> Get a few questions and dive in on uh, some real news, real views if we have time. Well, boom. AJ. Yes. Number one. What's your favorite verse this week? Uh, pretty cool, man. I brought this up earlier, but it's got to be Colossians 8 through 11, man. Um, I'll say it again real quick, uh, if I can pull up my Bible app. It is, uh, but now you must also put away all the following, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and filthy language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self. You're being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your creator. In Christ, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, uh, Oh gosh, Scythian, Scythian, Scythian. You might be right. Sli- I just, well, I thought, was, yeah, Scythian, <laughs> slave and free, but Christ is all and in, in all. So, yeah, that's that's good. That's gonna be mine for the week. Pretty cool, man. I'm trying to look. Um, talked about a section this week on in our, in our message on Sunday, in the message on on abiding and resting in God and remaining in Him and. Mm. Um, so I'm trying to see, you know, because that stuff's been sticking out to me. Um, really good sermon, by the way. Thank you. Really good sermon. I enjoyed it. I, I guess this verse has been encouraging this week, and it would be John chapter 15, 9. It's kind of simple, and it's Jesus. And he says, As the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love, abide in my love, rest in my love. So I think that's really powerful because sure. how did he love him? Well, he said... Jesus, at the beginning of his ministry, right, when he was baptized, he said, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. So which means if that's how the Father looks at him, then Jesus loves us the same way. I love you. I'm pleased with you. Man, dude. You know, you, uh, I think that's really cool. And then the cool, he said, when he puts at the end of that verse, John 15, 9, remain in my love, he's connecting that to that. Like, listen, if I love you like that, just, just let me do it. Let me love you and rest in that. You know, trust it. Man, well, that's been cool. It's good stuff, dude. Thanks for asking. Oh yeah. <coughs> thank you for the You're kind right, question. Man. Next, thank question. you for the what? I said thank you for the nice question or kind question. I don't know what I yeah. said, man. I said something. <laughs> I can't hear. <laughs> Did you? Uh, what was your favorite stuffed animal as a kid? Oh, dude! At first, I was like, "Where are you getting that?" <laughs> favorite stuffed animal as a kid. First thing that comes to mind is I had what's called a pet monster. I think I've talked about this before, dude. You have. Um, Maybe we'll throw that on the screen right here. All right. Um, it's pretty cool. 
He uh, is terrifying. Apparently, that thing is as old or older than me. And here's a crazy thing. I still have him. Uh, I loved that thing um, my whole life. You're probably like, Todd, you had a pet monster. Yeah. For, apparently, when I first got him as a little kid, mm-hmm. I was scared of him. But over time, he kind of came up, became my protector. Oh, dude, that's so, so cool. So, yeah, pet monster. That's what I call it. Pet monster. And it's actually the name of the brand of the toy. That's so cool, dude. Because I, I think I showed you this. You before, did. Right? You yeah. showed me. You have to send me the picture. I will. That I'll way put, you can put it up. Yep, there. I'll put it up. For me, um, I, I didn't. I didn't really have a necessarily a favorite stuffed animal, but I had a Woody doll from Toy Story that did you I like it? loved. Oh, man. Really? That's oh, I was cool. obsessed with it. And I remember one time I was so sad because I left at the city pool one time. And I was freaking out because we left and we had to end up, <laughs> I think my mom ended up calling the place. She was like, hey, do you guys have like a Woody doll there? And they ended up finding it, luckily. And I we got the adventure back and I got my Woody doll back. And I was, Where was he at? He was at the city pool. I brought yeah. him to the city pool with me and I left him. And he was still there, luckily. But uh, yeah, so I, from what I remember childhood-wise, thank you. Um, Gosh, I gotta see this thing real quick. Cause yeah, it's, go ahead. Sorry. Look at that thing. Yep. Dude, that's I can't wait to put that up. Dude, and here's the thing. He's about this big. Gosh, that's like big. his feet. If I stood him up, he's probably like this big. Holy cow. Yeah, so he sits and moves anyway. <laughs> that's awesome. I should bring him in next Oh day. my gosh, that'd be He's sick. in storage. I can get him. Yes. He's around. So yeah, Woody. That's cool, man. Yeah. I was a big stuffed animal kid, man. I, I was. I had tons of them. I loved him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a softie. Even as an older kid, I was just telling production guy Blake that in fourth grade we went to some zoo for a field trip mm-hmm. and I had some money and a lot of kids were buying like like a science and industry or something it's crazy and they were buying like you know little science gadgets and I bought a stuffed prairie dog yes I'm sure I got made fun of behind my back because I'm <laughs> riding home on the bus with this stuffed animal as a fourth grader, you know, by that time, people act like they don't like him, even though you still had him at home. Oh, yeah. You definitely Me and this did. one other guy, he bought a penguin, I think. That's sick. We just were like, hey, check our stuffed animals out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I still have that somewhere, too. Oh, my gosh. Now, he turns looking at me with such disgust. One thing <laughs> one thing that I remember when I was a kid that was that was getting really big was Beanie Babies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And f- what, are they called Furbies? Yep, Furbies. I never with had like one. like the, the blinking yep. eyes? I remember. Oh, Yeah. Those were really big, so I definitely remember having those. You I had just, a Furby? I think I had a Furby. Wow. Mm-hmm. Those were like the first robots in a way. Dude. You know what I mean, if you think about it? Yes. Speaking of, Pet Monster, there's found online. People selling on eBay. 280 to $480 people are selling this thing for. Dude. Those 90s toys are like eight, like, like eight 90s, yeah, 80s, yes, 90s. I don't 80s, know when 90s it came toys, out. dude, like they are worth some money. I remember I looked up a like, little castle I had, just a castle. Mm-hmm. It was like this yellow... Uh, no, not yellow. It was like gray, green. Had like a little moat-looking thing at the bottom of was it. Was it a He-Man one? I don't know. No idea. Because I had a He-Man castle. Anyway. And this thing is worth like $500 now. I'm like, that thing was just sitting around for years. And we probably got rid of it in a garage sale for $2. Yeah, dude. Isn't that crazy? Man. You're making me want to look up this gray skull castle I had. I still remember Oh, it. nice. I'm going to see how much it makes me look up this castle. Because I remember, because I think I Googled one time just like 90s toys. It was it was nineties toys. Um, yes, bro. I had this thing. Value, which by the way is actually kind of terrifying. What is it? This castle. See it? Look at that thing. And it would come together and make the whole castle. Oh. That's also older than me. Huh? My parents just bought me this stuff. Anyway. Nice. I want to find this this castle too, because it makes me wonder. Huh. Oh. Now another thing that I had. Five hundred fifty bucks. Um, I had, 
Um, do you remember Hit Clips? Hit Clips? What does it look like? It's like a literal. It's like a. It was like it was like an MP3 player before MP3 player. Oh yeah. And it had one song. Well, and you, you had all the cool stuff. I didn't have that one either. Yeah, I had a couple hit clips of like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. <laughs> it was Heck sick, yeah. dude. I do remember those. Oh yeah, man. I don't think this list is gonna have that that castle I was looking for. Because I don't. I little. I don't even know the brand of it. I don't know. Pardon me. Wants to say it was like Little Tykes or something, but like I don't think that's right. Little Tykes. Mm-hmm. Dude, do you remember Light Bright? I do remember. Also, didn't have one of those. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thanks for bringing that up. I wonder how much those suckers are. They're probably a lot uh, too. Now. Let me go back up to it real quick. Light bright, uh, one fifty four on Etsy. Got to be because mm-hmm. you can't find those anymore. Do oh, they no. make those still? No idea. I, I, I haven't seen them around. Mm-hmm. But I, probably I don't not walking around the toy either, section. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What? What happened? I do walk in the toy section sometimes. I do too, but I mean, <laughs> you're not there a lot. I look at the wrestling figures. You ever buy them? It doesn't, no. dude. I just watched that guy the other day. I think I told you that collects action figures, and I think mm-hmm. that would be a cool thing to collect. He collects I agree. superhero ones primarily, but it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. If you're gonna yep. collect some, why not? Exactly. Those things end up costing a lot of money too. All right, <sighs> moving on. Here's your right. question, my friend. Let's hear it. <laughs> we went off on that one. Oh yeah. Fun turn. Do you have a favorite stuffed animal? I'm just curious about that one. Of all the ones, I, I, I had a stuffed animal named Sammy. It was what was little, he? It was a dog. Nice. What what kind of dog was he? Looking back, uh, probably a beagle. Nice, yep, that's cool. Daisy has a little uh, little dog that she loves. She's been carrying it around. Have you seen her dog? I think I have. Yeah, she loves that thing. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> she just kind of now starting to like carry it around, which is cool. That's sweet. Number two, <laughs> Remnant dudes. What's your commentary on this verse? This is Hebrews 9, 12. It appears to be the Passion Translation. Mm-hmm. And he has entered once and forever into the holiest sanctuary of all, not with the blood of animal sacrifices, but the sacred blood of his own sacrifice. And he alone has made our salvation secure forever. Hmm. To me, this is just kind of highlighting the importance of Christ dying on the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talks about how, um, you know, the difference between, you know, Old Covenant, New Covenant... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talking about the animal sacrifices, but then it talks about the sacrifice of his own, you know, the spilling of his own blood and how that, you know, that has made uh, salvation secure forever for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you have anything. Oh, that's exactly right, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the context of that before this verse, uh, the writer of Hebrews begins to describe the sacrificial system that the Old Testament had to live under. And he even brings up, well, oh, they had to do all these rules and regulations because even when they did the yearly sacrifice for all the sins, even the ones that people weren't aware of, mm-hmm. the, the spotless lamb or all these things, they had the, all these sacrifices. They would still have to do these rules and regulations and sacrifices to try to you know, show the standard, to show how hard you know, it was and what it, what it took to be clean. He said, if that animal brought cleanliness, cleansing from sin, even for a short time, right? The concept of it. How much more will... And they also talks about the high priest and going to the Holy of Holies. So it says Jesus is both the high priest who's able to go into that yeah. and make the sacrifice for us, because that's what the high priest did, but he went in there as the high priest and sacrificed himself. So Man, dude. we have complete freedom because those were temporary. How much more forgiveness do we have through the bloodshed by the perfect lamb, Jesus Christ? And it's eternal forever. So he's speaking to, you know, it's pretty clever. Those Jewish Christians Hmm. that were converting, you know, and letting them understand. There's stuff we learned from it too, but that was the. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah, I love that. That's great. So good job, man. You had it right on. Thank you. I just fill in details as I often, annoyingly (laughs) do. 
reminds right. me of reminds me of the uh man, that's the wisest thing you've ever said. I that's one of my favorite moments, man. It's so funny. <laughs> Let's see. Next question. Let's see, this is Second Kings two thirteen. It says, picked up the mantle that had fallen off Elijah and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. He took the mantle Elijah had dropped, and he, and he struck the water. Where is the Lord God of Elijah, he asked. He struck the water himself, and it parted to the right and left, and Elisha crossed, and Elisha crossed over. What is this mantle, is the question. <clears throat> uh, the mantle is, if you've seen The Chosen or Passion of the Christ, when you think of Jewish priests, they have that piece of cloth over their head. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? It looks like a hood, kind of. That's what that was. So that mantle, actually, there's another mantle that would cover the Torah at times they would use. So what, that, that garment was almost like a symbol of office because it connected with the one that covered the Torah, so it was like huh. a teacher. So it was a piece of cloth okay. that kind of signified Elijah as a prophet, probably, you know, or something. So Interesting. They, they, that had fallen off, apparently, and they took that and you know, hit the water. Okay. Huh. Showing the power of God, really, right now, Elijah. Interesting. Good question. Yeah. Um, number three, is it dishonoring someone, or I guess four for us, is it dishonoring someone if they give you money and tell you to use it to get something for yourself, but you use it for bills? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Um, I mean, you know, if, it's, if they're offering you, you know, money to, like, help, you know, to help you or have you enjoy something, like, if they're giving you that freedom with money, like, I'd say use it as you want because it's still, like, they're helping you. So mm-hmm. it's like... I don't think it's dishonorable. I agree. The person was probably knows you're a stressed person about bills and was trying to get you to buy something fun. But if it brought you more peace mm-hmm. and, and a way joy to take care of something that was stressing you out, I, there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. I'm sure the heart of what they gave you, why they gave that to you, they would understand that. Yeah. It, to me, it'd be above the circumstance yeah. of like, don't use this for bills. <laughs> yep. So don't, don't beat yourself up. No. Next question. If you are married, but you start to think about uh, other guy, uh, other guys slash women more than just a friend. Wait, I said that really weird. So let me run restart that. If you are married, but you start to think about other guys slash women more than just a friend, what do you do with that? Do you tell your husband or wife, or do you tell that person? What would you say is the best way to handle this? Very, very transparent question. Yes. Very honest question, which I respect a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what this show's for, because that Absolutely. would be one you're probably scared to. All right, listen. And I need you to listen, folks, because if you take only a piece of this, you're going to run away with the wrong thing here. Mm. Okay, So don't cut a little snapshot of this. Most, you know, human nature, my guess would be many, many people have had thoughts. Because a lot of times you can't necessarily control what jumps in your mind. Yeah. About the possibility of if I was with that person, if I, you know, I'm attracted to this person. I like their traits, you know. Um, and you find yourself attracted to them. That, that's probably going to happen throughout your life, even if it's in some small way. Right. right? You can't control that. And mm. I'm not saying justifying fantasizing, because that's where I'm getting to. Mm. Um, what do you do with that? Well, you don't feed it, because if you feed it, it's going to turn into a fantasy, which could turn into lust. You know what I mean? It, oh, yeah. Plus, even if it, somehow you could separate lust from it and make it just your mind, thinking about a relationship, your mind, like that person that you're sort of idealizing, you don't know all their faults. Nope. You don't know what they're like in relationships. So True. you're comparing a perfect idealized version of your husband or wife with the real person that you, you live with 
in which you see all their flaws and all their, you know what I mean? Yep. So most likely if you were with this person, they'd have their own flaws and, oh, absolutely. you know, weaknesses that you wouldn't want um, to have. So don't, don't feed that. Uh, do you tell your husband or wife or do you have, tell that person? Now that's interesting. That's probably something that is left between you and God and the Holy Spirit as far as conviction, yeah. assuming you haven't, you know, um, so I think if it's one of those flippant things, if you told someone every time you're attracted to them, someone, uh, boy, that probably caused a lot of unnecessary worry and hurt, right? Sure. However, if they I were agree. to ask you for some reason, you never should lie. Yes, right? absolutely. Um, and hopefully they're, res- they're responsible enough, I mean, I'm sorry, mature enough to respect the fact that you're telling that. Mm. But as far as just going and telling them, now if it's becoming a real issue for your marriage, uh, I definitely don't think you should tell the person, by the way. I, I want to say that. The person you have this thing with, necessary. Unless it were to tell them, like, listen, I'm trying to think of all scenarios, and it's hard without specifics. Yeah. Listen, I don't want, I can't be, what are you doing? What's happening? Are you good? All right, he's good. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, I definitely wouldn't tell the person, necessarily, unless they, uh, you know, it's someone that maybe you see a lot or spend time with a lot, and it ends up like, even then, you got to be careful. You know, if you if maybe you pull away and they say something, I think it just, I probably wouldn't tell the other person really very often, unless it, again, I, if they ask, maybe. I was going to say, I feel like it'd be a very rare thing. Yeah. Very rare. Uh, the best, so the best overall way to handle it is just to, to not feed it. Focus um, your attention on your spouse. So say you're going through a struggling time. Uh, instead of letting them compare to this, other person just put your attention on them mm-hmm. like positive attention maybe be more affectionate maybe ask them to spend time together you know things like that so you remember um why you were with them in the first place the second thing is to remember and this is hard for people is that no matter the situation your your vows not just to them it's to god too so good, but i man. think that you you know you don't beat yourself up that you're feeling that way and um I think it's incredible that you were willing to ask. These are the types of, these are the reason, this is the reason that we do this show. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you asking the question. Yep. Praying for you. Um, Oh, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Oh, you're all good. Do you think Christians today suffer from lack of wisdom and loyalty to God? And they reference James 1, 5 through 8. This is from the New Living Translation is what they posted. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you. For asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that's blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Lord, Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Mm. So bringing back to the question after hearing that verse, you know, do Christians today suffer from lack of wisdom and loyalty to God? Absolutely. Um, I think that one of our biggest struggles in today's generation of the church is that we are so mm. uh, in our feelings. Just like what this said here. Um, let's see. It says, for a person with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea is blown and tossed by the wind. Like, I I can even attest to this that, you know, I, I can be very emotional. And when I'm like that, I am so unstable. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm not, mm. you know, I'm not, I'm not grounded in the truth. I'm not, you know, I'm not grounded in the word. You know, and and I am just, you know, it's a very good analogy from this verse about being, you know, as a wave in the sea, you know, because it's just, it's up and down, left and right. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. And um, you can feel insane when you're in your feelings that much. So like, 
hundred percent. We're just yeah, we're not even our own natural self's not a stable no foundation, not at all. So yeah, good question. I I would definitely say yeah. I think that Christians definitely suffer from suffer, human, yeah. suffer from lack of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Next question we have here. I want to make sure I ask the right one. Thank you. What do you do if you don't love the person you're married anymore? What if you want to try dating someone else and not be married anymore? What do you do when you feel so bad at the place you're supposed to be the happiest at? Example, like your home with your kids and significant other. Well, again, uh, you know, it's a very honest question. And the fact that you're asking shows that even though you may be having these feelings, these conflicting feelings, you want to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to feel that way. Because if you didn't, you'd just embrace it and wouldn't even ask. Does that yes. make sense? Yes. Um, what do you do if you don't love the person you're married anymore? One of the things that I try to remember, and I don't... This goes across the board when it comes to this word. But love, at least the kind of love we're called to give people and our spouse particularly, is an action. It's not a feeling. Hmm. So when you think about 1 Corinthians 13... Instead of thinking about the wrong, that feeling, which by the way that does matter. Okay, so I, so I know what you're saying when you say love. You know the affectionate feelings, the maybe attachment. I get that. Yep. But I think it's important to focus on the kind of love we're supposed to give first before I respond to that. So when you think of that and you look at First Corinthians 13, love is patient. Love is kind. Okay, be patient in the marriage. Be patient that the spouse is going to change. First, we'll get to that in a second. Um, kind. Love is kind. You know, continue to be kind to your spouse. Go out of your way to do kind things, even if maybe you're not getting it in return. Um, <clears throat> that kind of thing. Just remembering, reading that whole section would be good. First Corinthians chapter 13, like 1 through, I don't know if it's 10 or something. Yeah. Where it defines love. Hmm, that's uh, really good, man. The other thing to do <clears throat> is to be able to uh, to confide in someone. So whether that is a close friend, a believer... I'm assuming you're a believer. Yeah. Confide in a believer, not not unbelieving family and friends, because they're just going to be like, okay, we'll move on, because they yep, don't understand exactly. Love. So confide in a believer you trust, <clears throat> and share that, um, so they can join you in prayer and maybe give you specific advice. Mm. Um, pastor could be at times, could be any of those things, but a friend is a good one. Um, what if you want to try dating someone else, not be married anymore? Well, that can't be an option. You know, yep. you can't even let yourself think about that as an option because I love the question because it's very honest. See, people yes. would never admit like that's the real thought where it leads to. It's true. It's what <clears throat> we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. The old saying is true. The grass is, is, isn't always greener, right? The grass is always greener on the other side. We always think that it looks better, but you got to think about sometimes it's not even necessarily how much you're getting out of what you have now, but you can also think about how much you would lose. Yes. Does that make sense? Absolutely makes the, sense, The man. destruction that would cause, mm. um, the lives that would affect if, if you have kids, the effect it has on them. We've mm-hmm. talked before about psychologically, and this is hard to hear, that it's actually better. This is non-Christian psychologists. They've done studies. It is better for the child for two parents who aren't even in a good marriage and don't like each other to stay together as far as beneficial to the kids than be apart. You know that old lie that says, well, it's just not good for the kids to be around a marriage like this. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Even though ideally a better marriage, if you go and you can look this up, an ideally a better marriage and a healthy marriage is what they need to see. But it's better to have both parents in the home than than not. Mm. <clears throat> um, so a lot of times you can you can rest on that. Remind yourself if you can't think of all the good right now, which you should list out the good too. 
that you have in your spouse because there's still some there that you love. If you didn't, you wouldn't be saying this. Absolutely. But also, think about what you would lose. Sometimes that can help too. And also, you know, you can find that. It doesn't have to, you don't have to get specifics. Like, I want to date Bob. But you might say, hey, to your friend, you know, if I was talking to AJ, I'm really struggling, man. Sometimes I wonder what it'd be like to date someone else. And then they can speak into that. Mm -hmm. Um, You definitely should talk to your spouse and let them know, assuming they don't know, just that you're struggling. It doesn't have to be that specific, but like, I'm really struggling. I feel like we're not connected. I'm struggling to feel the romantic feelings I had for you. What can we do? Either way. <clears throat> you know, Absolutely. We need to spend time together. Whatever you're missing in your marriage is what you're you're idealizing and looking for outside of it. Yes. Right? So Definitely. don't give up that it's going to stay bad. That's that uh, as believers assuming you're married to a believer, that's not always the case. Like it can get better even if you're not married to a believer. So what do you do when you feel so sad at the place you're supposed to be happy at? You got to ask yourself, I do this a lot. Write down when you think why am I sad? Write it down on your phone. <clears throat> specifics like I feel sad because I'm lonely I feel sad because I'm stressed I'm sad because no one talks to me whatever it is put those out and then okay then say all right are these true are they really true based and why mm. based on the action so sometimes I might say I have no one that loves me <clears throat> maybe I would say that when I'm down well is that really true mm. I might go I might feel that way if I'm in a bad marriage like no one loves me but do you love me mm. yeah you love me does it Fun turn, love me, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah, dude. That helps. And then, again, take those to your spouse and say, I'm really struggling lately. I'm struggling. Because sharing those intimate details fosters intimacy. Does that make sense? It grows intimacy. And a lot of times, there's the two top reasons people get divorced. I don't know if you guys know this. They've done studies. One is money. Hmm. Two and three make sense. Two is lack of communication, infidelity. Okay. Interesting how one leads to the other, right? So yeah. lack of communication is like number two, actually. So Dang. when you, you stop talking and stop sharing, what happens? Well, there's no intimacy there. Mm-hmm. And I've said this before. You can't, if you say someone's my best friend, but you never talk to them, and they come back two years later, are you as close as you were? No, you don't even know what's no. going on in each other's lives. Nope. So talk to them, and then, of course, again, talk to someone you love. It doesn't have to be like, I'm in love with Clint, because I get it. And I can mess, you could say that. Yeah. You know, if it's what it is, but sometimes people are like, well, I don't want to tell the specifics because that makes it awkward. You don't necessarily have to tell your friend who, unless they ask maybe, but you don't even have to share that. But you could, as long as you're seeking, hey, I don't want to be here. All right. I don't yep. want to be feeling these feelings towards this person, um, et cetera. Does that make sense? And definitely yes, sounds like you does. have kids. Look at your kids and the effect it would have on them. But I do have empathy for this. There's some rough marriages out there. Get some marriage counseling. Bring that up to your spouse. Figure out what it is that's actually for lack of a better word, quote, draining your marriage or killing your marriage. Yeah, right? what's, what's going really on? going on? Yeah. Hopefully that helps. Mm. <clears throat> I don't know. You guys have anything to add to that? I don't think so, man. I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, oh, I, am, my turn, I right? am out of questions. Me too. Oh. All right, well, I'll read this one to you. Since okay. <clears throat> experiment from Daniel. Try praying in the morning around noontime and in the evening for seven days. Report back at end of seven days. Did anything change in your spiritual walk? They mm. referenced Daniel 6.13 from the New Living Translation. Then they told the king, that man Daniel, one of the captives from Judah, is ignoring you and your law. He still prays to his God three times a day. Hmm. They told him not to pray. I like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I actually really like that challenge, man. It's a good challenge. Hey, you listen to this podcast. Why don't you join us along with this challenge? Praying in the morning and around noontime and in the evening for seven days, so three times a day. I love that. Yeah, I'm down. All right, cool. Great experiment. Thank you. And if yeah. you've done this already, person who sent this, send us in a, an update of like what it's done for your spirit. Yeah, let's hear your or report. if you're doing it. I love it. I'm talking really fast. I'm trying to get the show over. Sorry.
<laughs> I do try to talk fast because I, I think people are done. It's a good show, man. It was, man. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the day. I do think we should probably do at least a little bit of the segment. You know it. You love it. Real news, real views. Real news. Real views. <clears throat> Where we give you real news and some real views from us. Do with that as you will. <laughs> <clears throat> AJ. Yeah. We don't like to create... Oh, man. There's some... couple things, which... If uh, real ones, you'll probably hear us talk about a little bit about this next one in um, Real Talk After Hours. Mm-hmm. A couple of them. If you want to go, what's Real Talk After Hours? That's the extra content, bonus content that those in our real ones, uh, ministry supporters, real ones, fan club get. They get extra content uh, every month. Um, so you'll they're getting bonus right now to catch mm-hmm. up, and then we're good. But oh, yeah, yeah. To check out this bonus content, so you'll get to see an episode of Real Talk After Hours in which we'll go a little more depth in this stuff. Oh yeah. But for this show, AJ, yes, did you know that Wall Street is wrapping up the worst year since the 2008 financial crisis? Honestly, Do you man, know what happened in 2008? That was the recession. That was the recession. Yep. Um, yeah. Honestly, this does not surprise <clears throat> me with um, a lot of that has happened. <laughs> um. As far as you know, it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to kind of go into things on this one. Sure, <laughs> let me stick to the facts real quick. Inflation <laughs> in the U.S. has hit a four-decade high this year. If you guys don't know what inflation is, some people that is the cost of items, general items. So, example, these numbers aren't the same. Same milk was two dollars and fifty cents for a gallon normally and now it's five dollars mm. or now it's three dollars that price increase is inflation the price of products go up that's put simply so it says the inflation rate slowed towards the end of the year however experts expect it to remain above the pre-pandemic levels and believe that it will take a few years for price growth to return to 2019 levels um, and that's hitting everyone man yeah <clears throat> i just found out today that in the insurance industry so car insurance rates are going to go up when you renew and that is because <clears throat> of inflation because, listen to this, car parts, mm-hmm. because uh, factories are not making parts as much, the cost of those parts is going up. So this is how inflation of one thing affects another. So if the price of parts is going up, mm-hmm. well, when you have an accident, the price of repairs will be higher. So then the insurance company has to like, pay the, more. Yeah, they pay more, so they increase their rates. Wow, to dude. make up for that, which is kind of a scam. But anyway, <laughs> <clears throat> some good news because <clears throat> it kind of apparently there's two different thoughts here. Meanwhile, some in, although some investors expect next year to herald a new a I'm sorry, God, good golly, I get it. Meanwhile, although some investors expect next year to herald a market recovery, meaning they think it this year is going to 2023, it's going to recover. Many others warn that stocks could hit new lows in 2023. I think that's interesting. They're literally saying some people are like it's going to get better, and some people are like it's going to get worse. Dude, and that's I don't know. It's, you know what's cool? We know one of them's going to be right. But I'm fun. Anyway, dun, dun. Um, it's so volatile, man. It's such a I don't know. It's hard to tell what's going to happen, and like. You know, I I would say honestly, just with how things are looking, my my prediction would be it's probably not going to be good. That's my guess. <laughs> yeah, I hope <laughs> it does. I hope it does. But you know, man, it's definitely you know it hits it's hitting everybody. Oh yeah. Essentially, dude. the dollar doesn't go as far. If you think of it that way, that's what mm-hmm. inflation is too. Think of it that way. <clears throat> the value of a dollar is not as much as as it was. Mm-hmm. 
AJ, I have another bit of news for you. Okay. So, folks, don't get worried. Don't be overwhelmed about that. Be wise. Pray. Listen, that's one thing. People tend to use inflation time or times of economic struggle to justify panic and worry. That's silly. Mm. Control what you control. Let go of the things you can't. And continue to do what God's told you to do, which includes, and that's not just people here. You know, you're called to give. Yeah, it may change the amount. I get that, but not giving and stuff, whether it's to your church or whether it's, you know, making sure that we're still investing in, you know, um, organizations that are doing good out there. Yeah, so definitely anyway, do that. <clears throat> AJ, did you know something's big is coming in 2023? The U.S. is to host the largest ever satanic gathering. The Salem-based Satanic Temple has announced its 2023 convention in nearby Boston. They've announced it on social media. They've dubbed it, quote, the largest Satanic gathering in history, end quote. And this year's convention will celebrate the temple's 10th anniversary. Um, Those who show up to what they call the Hexen Act in Boston on April 28th will have to wear an N95, K95, or disposable surgical mask, according to the convention's website. Other details, such as the exact venue, historic downtown, the schedule of events, names of speakers, yet to be provided. After holding the first ever Satan Con last year in Arizona, the Satanic Temple is moving the event closer to its international headquarters in nearby Salem, which is known for the witch trials in the late 1600s. The temple claims it has around 2,500 members in the Boston area. The group insists it doesn't actually believe in the devil. and Its official mission is to, quote, encourage benevolence and empathy among all people, reject tyrannical authority, advocate practical common sense and justice, and be directed by the human conscience. I think that's very interesting. To undertake huh. noble pursuits. They've also declared abortion a fundamentalist religious, fundamental religious right, argued that any state laws restricting their practice are fairly discriminating against their members. Um, uh, there's also two different satanic, like, Religions. There's also the Church of Satan, which actually denounced the Satanic Temple as, quote, a political activist group who uses scandalous language to get press attention, end quote. And the temple's best known for filing lawsuits against local state authorities, claiming to fringe uh, religious rights. Uh, mm. It petitioned Boston to fly a flag outside City Hall for, quote, Satan Appreciation Week, end quote, was turned down. The city wanted to change its flag policy in October that year. Um, man. Uh, interestingly, Boston, the Massachusetts colony, was originally founded by the Puritans, who were an austere Protestant sect that believed the Church of England was too similar to the Roman Catholic Church it separated from. How wild is that, though? Um, that is becoming a part <laughs> of normal la- language for them to say Satan con and stuff. Yeah, dude. I was just like, I was just thinking, and I was like, man, like, the world is getting weird. <laughs> the world is getting real weird, and like, you know. The, and even the fact that they even like, here's the thing. Why, why would you call yourself a satanic temple if you're like we don't actually believe in the devil? Well, of then, course you're gonna say that. Then, then it's like what? Why? Why name yourself that? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. So that to me, that's just that's that's ridiculous in itself. Um, but yeah, man, it's just. This stuff's becoming more and more normalized, and, and it's, it's, it's it is creepy. It's it's weird, man. It's uncomfortable. So I think it's interesting because <clears throat> again, you think the the greatest trick the devil ever pulled is make people believe he doesn't exist, right? That old saying. Uh-huh. The fact that their submission seems like, oh no, 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 we don't worship him. You can join us though if you believe in if you're standing against tyrannical laws. If you want the human conscience to guide, mm-hmm. if you religious freedom then you really are part of us how creepy is the real lie there oh yeah dude it's <clears throat> real who weird. is it really setting as god yourself exactly 
Mm-hmm. And that's that's what same the same old lie. Yep, that's what the belief is. And yeah, man, it's it's just really, I don't know, man. It's creepy. Again, like, why do you need? Why do you need to include Satan in that? Like, why can't you just be your own, your yeah. own little thing? Like, exactly. I, don't, I don't understand. Well, there's the creepiness of it, right? <clears throat> they say what they want. It's mm-hmm. funny that the two religions are arguing, though. Like of course. Isn't that funny? <laughs> 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 Creepy stuff, guys. It's out there. I'm telling you. I've actually heard, too. And again, I, I don't want to create you know fear. But I have heard that there's a lot more regular people out there in the world than you think who are into the occult and satanic worship. You know, That's what they want us to believe. Whether that's true or not. I don't know, but it's pretty odd. There's a lot of that kind of imagery in Hollywood. I know that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Ton. It's very creepy if you get into that. But Indeed. anyway, great show today, man. Yeah, I had a blast, dude. It was good. Uh, just, I appreciate your words, man. You hey, got, you, you too, got a dude. Good mind. You set that stuff up by thinking, at least you helped me when you shared your verse. It really did help Thanks, me. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. But yeah, great show. What would had you like it. to say to the, the crowd, the pod squad? Can't remember the other names. Book Nook. Book Nook. That's it. Uh, I just love you guys so the much. You <laughs> Wait, what is it? The you few. The you few. Nice. You few. I like yeah, anyway. that. It's actually few people. Anyway, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching. I love you guys so much. If you are watching from, you know, any sort of platform, whether that's you know Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, uh, just share the video, like it, comment on it. Um, we respond. You know, we love starting. We love starting a uh, a dialogue with you guys, and we love just hearing what you have to say. So. Um, Take the time to do that. Appreciate you guys. Other than that, I just love you. You know, this is you guys are the reason why we do this. So you guys are awesome. Thank you. Damn. Fun turn. If you're watching on any podcasts or well, listening, more likely, um, please leave and there is the option to give a review. Please leave a review. Um and give us that five star review. It really helps us out on the business end of things. And please leave a little blurb down there. You can tell us your favorite drink, your favorite tumbler cup, something <laughs> random, or you could leave us a heartfelt message. We do see them and we do appreciate them greatly. Also, if you're on Spotify, a new one, follow the podcast. That will also help us out on the business end of things and get us more out there because all those following and sharing and all that really does feed into the algorithm of them suggesting us to people. So please do that. We're trying to definitely in the new year break some records for us and get out there and just hit the pavement and uh, really throw ourselves into the podcast scene as well as every other scene and be out there and be like, yo, we're going to talk about real talk. So we would greatly appreciate it. It's good stuff. Uh, yeah, one thing we didn't mention is if you want, I don't, you didn't mention how to join the real ones, did you? Oh, I did. No, I so did if not. you want to join real, real ones right now, some really exciting stuff that we're getting a website literally built. Um, oh, yeah. Page or we still up in the air, whether it's a page on the church's website that sponsors show or its own. It's looking like it's going to be its own. But you'll be able to go there, sign up for the show, get on message boards, all kind of cool stuff. Um, but in the meantime, if you want to join the real ones, real ones, you want to join the real ones, you want to join the real ones, ministry supporters, fan club. You can go to www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. Go down to the bottom of the page. Put in your information. We need an email and your address and your name. Mm-hmm. Then you need to go to www, or you can do either order here. You can go to www.theremnant.life slash give. There's a drop-down box where you can go down to Real Talk. Give your donation. It's $15 a month if you want to be on Tier 1, which you'll get bonus content, yep. shout-outs. You get access to the website in which you get to... You know, get encouragement, get to have direct um, interaction, all kinds oh, of yeah. bonus content uh, every month. Um, in fact, more right now. Or you can join Tier 2, which is $30 a month, in which you get all of that 
bonus content, access website, but you also get free merch sent to you every year. Um, we were talking about some of that this morning. We're catching up now. It's really cool stuff oh, coming yeah. out. It's um, that I'm actually, again, really jealous of. It's true. Uh, the next shirt that's coming, I'm really excited about. It's awesome. Yeah, uh, they're going to get a new shirt that's really, really cool that, I, again, I want. So that's it. <laughs> Other than that, well, we would love your support, by the way. Everything that goes into this show goes into the show. It's completely tax deductible. You can claim it on as tax time comes around if you want on your taxes. Um, yeah, we'd really appreciate it. The, the more, you know, it goes directly. Me, me, blah, 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 can't talk. The more goes into the show, the better equipment we get, which in turn uh, gets people who maybe aren't as interested to give it a, more of a chance, right? Oh, yeah. If it looks better, sounds better, and again, to get encouragement, hope, and the truth, um, and hope that comes only in Jesus Christ. Other than that, little note for you guys to listen. You know, as I talked about G- John 15, <clears throat> Jesus tells us that he leaves us peace, right? He says, peace I give to you. And then he connects that to remaining in his love, abiding in his love, resting in his love, staying close by him. And when we do that, we are healthier. Why? Because we were made in the image of God. We're made with his handprint on us. Nothing in this world can satisfy us like the relationship with our creator that we are made for. So when we put our faith in Jesus, if you haven't, the peace that you're looking for is found in him. And if you have, the peace that you're looking for is found in him. Stay close. Do what he says to do and not says to do says not to do, not so that you can be saved, but because you are saving, because you know that his way leads to peace and know that he loves you so, so much and everything mm. that God does, um, man, once you put your faith in him, it's, it's out of love for you mm. and for your good. And the Bible says that he works out all things for the good of those who believe according to his purposes. So you know that he has your best in mind. Other than that, we want you to know we love you. God loves you. Have a great day. God bless you. <laughs>